0: Welcome to Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, October 25th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. A new low for the Chiefs? You never know, but Sunday's 27-3 non-competitive loss at the Tennessee Titans was one of the worst losses in Andy Reid's Chiefs era. The Chiefs were down 27-0 at one point, and they were held to their lowest point total since Reid took over in Kansas City in 2013. Also. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who threw another interception and lost another fumble, had his streak of throwing a touchdown pass in 31 straight games come to an end. Star columnist Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger and beat writer Sam McDowell and Herbie Tiope discussed the problems on Sportsbeat Live after the game, and now it's presented as a Sportsbeat KC podcast. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to Sports Beat Live Chiefs post game edition. Glad you could be with us to vent over the Chiefs 27 to 3 loss to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday in a game. I thought the Chiefs had several things going for them short week for the Titans, coming off an emotional victory, a longer injury list than the Chiefs, getting you know, Chiefs getting back Chris Jones and Trivarius Ward. I just thought the Chiefs had a few things in their favor. Um, if they did, it didn't show up here. So, we're going to talk about this with you guys. Please send us your questions and comments. And folks like Herbie Teopi, Sam McDowell, and Vahe Gregorian will answer the questions. And Sam Mellon is going to be along here in a few minutes as well. So, I don't know where to begin with this one, you guys. Um, you know, I know from a, uh, from a writing standpoint, it was a good game got to dig in pretty early in this one um, but when we do that it's usually the other way around with the Chiefs having uh, handled business and running away with things in the second half this was a disaster um, and and maybe maybe change the way we think about the Chiefs but let's try to process this game vahe uh, let's start with you how, how do we how do we begin to process what happened today and what is one of the worst probably the worst regular season loss in the Pat Mahomes era and one of the worst losses for Andy Reid as chiefs coach.
1: Well, let me, let me turn it on you for a second, Blair. First, um, your report card headline, I think said it all time for the parent teacher uh, conference. I also appreciated your uh, Twitter um, send on this with the uh, bad all over. (laughs) Was that a a bow to the Dave Clark five (laughs) and glad all over? Um, but look, here's the thing. I think a couple weeks ago, it, it seemed like a big thing that, oh, you could tell they're just not invincible anymore. Boy, that, that's that gone. Now, the, the question is, you know, in a way, even a matter of confidence. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on today in that first half that was really distressing. You know, if before that pass to Travis Kelsey near the end of the half, the Chiefs had uh... More penalty yards than offensive yards, and the Titans had finished the half with two seventy-seven. There was a time where I turned to Sam McDowell and, and said, "I didn't think there was uh, any reason to think the Chiefs were going to stop the Titans on those last couple drives of the half, and that proved true." And that—that's the thing. When you look at that and you just say, ah, "I don't, I don't, I don't see how they're going to do it," that—that that, that tells you that you know this is an SOS.
0: Yeah, and Sam Mellinger's joined us. Um, Sam, you didn't pull any punches in the insta. Um, you teed uh, him up and, uh, and, and and let him have it pretty good. I think the Chiefs deserve it. Um, I, I, um, I think this, today, if if our feelings about the Chiefs didn't change after the Buffalo game, they I think they have changed now based on what we saw today. I, I don't, you know. I just don't know how you can look at them as a team that would stand among the best in the AFC.
2: No, I mean, they've lost everybody in the AFC, right? Uh, Except for the Browns, you know, they they win the game at the end there with that interception by Mike Hughes. Um, Thanks in part to the pressure by Daniel Sorensen. Let's give him credit. Uh, But no, I mean, they're just a mess. I mean, they're they're an absolute mess. Um, They continue to disappoint. Um, at every moment, every every time that you think they're gonna have this like old champions, you know, counterpunch or whatever, they just disappoint you again. I mean, this was um, just absolutely non competitive. Um, I think it's either start, I think starting in 2017, Andy Reid had had one loss. If you throw out week 17 last year, um, since 2017, Andy Reid had one loss by more than a score, and he's got two in the last three weeks. Um, I I just I feel like something is fundamentally broken and, um, you know, it's a group that just gets it's 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 ass kicked and then comes in. And the first thing that Tyron Matthew does is check search for his name on Twitter. And it's like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's the look of a team that's really going to get this back. You know what I mean? It's just um, they they just keep stacking reasons to believe that that this is gone or at least that they don't know how to fix it.
3: And I w- you know blair, I, I thought that the the Buffalo game gave us pause that this team was what it has been, and today they stopped you in their track i mean that that thought is completely gone, and i I think that there's this alarming trend where they're sort of it, this is probably reading too much into the situation, but to me it, it feels like they're still trying trying to beat Tampa Bay with the way that they're playing that that game in February is still hanging over this team more than they want to admit. And especially with the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes played panicked today in spots where he didn't need to play panicked. He threw a ball to Josh Gordon that Josh Gordon was never open on the play and was truly shocked the ball came his way. He ran for an extra, what, 18 inches to try, you know, it, it cost him a fumble at the end of the half. And he even beat himself up on that play in post game. Um, And I I think he's leaving the pocket when he doesn't need to leave the pocket. You know, there's a few examples out there on video where it's a pretty good pocket and he's leaving. And I I just feel like he's got this battle that he's got to make more happen than what he needs to happen. And that's a result of the fact he did need to make more happen in in the Tampa game because that's what was around him. And I don't think he's in that spot now, um, but I think mentally he's still processing that.
0: Kirby, what was the worst thing you saw today?
4: Everything. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad Melly took the, the gloves off because, you know, all of us remember uh, the 2012 season, you know, and, and I, I really loved reading Melly's thoughts. I can the- under the Scott Pioli time, but, you know, Grant's is not Scott Pioli level panic time. But she's team is, is definitely not who we thought they were. You know, McDowell brings up the. Even this game, I didn't expect them to win this game. If you all remember Friday's show, I was like, No, they're not winning. I mean, the Titans are going to win so, because they don't have that air of invincibility anymore. This, this Chiefs team is, 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 well, you cut out your head because of all the talent on it, but they're clearly not one of the league's elite because, as Melly pointed out, they've lost to all the ASC
0: elite. They've lost to the Ravens. They've lost to the Bills. And now they've lost to the Titans. And they've got to play the Bengals, who beat the snot out of the, <laughs> the Ravens today. In, in Cincinnati later in the year, all right. There's um, there's a lot to pick apart uh, for in this game. Started with the first possession, right? The the Titans go down the field for for the touchdown. That Derrick Henry finishes with a pass, um, not uh, not not a Derrick Henry run. And and we should mention, and we'll mention it later in the show held to 86 yards and three yards per carry. And as um, Jason Collingworth mentions, if you were to say Friday that the Chiefs were going to help hold the Titans to under 30 points and under hundred yards rushing, you'd kind of like the Chiefs in that scenario, right? Um, absolutely. You would like the Chiefs in that scenario, but for them to give up scores on each of the Titans, five first half possessions, first of all, Mike Vrabel is a heck of a coach. He schemed up a good, great, really good game plan. You know, we've said it time again, time and again, and we've seen it time and again. You keep Mahomes and this offense off the field. The Chiefs had one possession in the first quarter. This, their second possession started with less than a minute to go in the first quarter, and you know, by the, you know, by then they were down 14 to nothing. So, um, the, the defense was the problem in the first half. The offense was the problem throughout the entire game, and then then there was that magical special teams moment late in the third quarter. I thought was uh, uh, kind of indicative and symbolic of the game when the Chiefs ran the punt team on, then ran the field goal team on, and then called a timeout because they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, and then Butker, you know, misses a 57-yard field goal that he should never have tried in the first place. So um, that was, um, you know, m- maybe one of my Highlights uh, of the game. Let's let's dig a little deeper though into Patrick Mahomes. McD- Sam McDowell, you, you said it. Um, this, this there's all kinds of problems here, right? Not just not just ball security on the fumbles. I I think he's maybe dropping too deep. I think that's affecting the way the offensive line plays and what what the offensive line can do. And he's 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 panicking too quickly. This is not the you know, the, the the mature beyond his years quarterback that we have seen in his first, you know, three years as a starter.
3: No, you know, it's not like they played the 85 Bears today. Yes. I mean, the, the Titans not only, don't, they not only don't have a great secondary, it was a beat-up secondary. I mean, th- this seemed prime for the opportunity for Mahomes to have his best day of the season. Um, you know, and he said that he was looking at the tablet on the sideline and seeing that guys were open. And those weren't the guys he was thrown to. And again, I just go back to it. You know, the Chiefs had all these conversations in the offseason about the fact that they weren't going to be able to go for the home run all the time. And they had them publicly with all of us so often that we just all assumed that that message was intended for the team as well. Eric Bieniemy said it before the season. Reed said it before the season. Mahomes said it before the season. And you just got the feeling they were talking to the teammates through the media. And... And I wrote this in my story, but I'm starting to wonder if Mahomes was telling that to himself over and over again as well. Like he needed to be reminded of that as well, because he got into a bad place today where it seemed like he was looking off guys that were open maybe three yards downfield. And that just wasn't enough for him because they were down. You know, something that he mentioned that I thought was a telltale sign of this was he's when he said he was he finally acknowledged he was pressing which we've all been talking about for weeks that we feel like the quarterback's doing that because of the way the defense is playing and he says it's not because of the way the defense is playing but then he mentioned that they gave up an opening drive touchdown and i thought that was pretty a, an indicator that it is because of the way the defense is playing we're down seven nothing already we got to make something happen quick and i just thought he got Early into that mode, or I, I should say earlier than what he's been in past games. This, this, I've got to make something happen. You know, we 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 can't not score on this drive.
0: Got a lot of people talking about the turnovers, but didn't the, the 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 interception came first? But weren't they already down seventeen to zip when that happened, or was that the did that lead to the field goal that made it seventeen to zip? Yeah,
3: fourteen, I believe, but I. It, I could be remembering that wrong, but I think they were down fourteen to nothing when he said okay. that.
0: Okay, well, look, the t- turnovers are—I c- I can't believe we're talking about them again. Um, and, and you know, the, the the fumble, the interception, even McColl Harbin's fumble at the end of the game, inconsequential, but um, but just careless, just very much carelessness on on his part. So I believe. I, I don't think we can name a chief that hasn't fumbled yet. So there's they, they got that going for them. Um, all right.
1: You know, Blair, if I can just interject this one one thought. It's kind of interesting uh, to Sam's point about Patrick acknowledging, you know, how much it was in his mind that okay, the Titans scored on the opening drive. So that's in his mind that way. But it's not in Andy Reid's mind enough to go for on fourth down on that first drive and just it's sort of a minor point, but it seems to me to speak a little to not, not conflict, but just sort of disharmony and how they're
3: feeling the game together. And and to be clear by, you're talking about the the first drive of the second half. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tell
0: you what, I thought the offensive line had its worst game um, of the season. I don't think Mahomes helps his offensive line with some of the things that he does, but I, I, You know, Trey Smith with his holding penalties and Orlando Brown, man, he got, how many times did did he get beat? And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be looking forward to Sam Mellinger, when you break down the film of just, you know, maybe how how much of this is a product of Mahomes dropping back too much and changing the angle for, you know, for an offensive line, for an offensive tackle. But, um, you know, but Landry got in there and I don't know how many times, not only did Mahomes get sacked multiple times, but he got his, you know, almost got his head knocked off with uh, you know from the, with the knee uh, that, that took him out of the game and got Chad Henney snaps for the first time this year herbie I'm gonna ask you about the offensive line but you need to unplug your earphones and just talk right into the computer without uh, anything plugged into your uh, just just unplug it from your computer and talk into that and see if that'll work better just want to get your thoughts on the offensive line <laughs> sorry man Now unmute yourself.
3: Vahe, this has to be so comforting that it's not just you, (laughs) right? 100%. All
0: right, Herbie. We'll come back to you, Herbie. We'll come back. Um, Did you guys think the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? There you are. Got you now, Herbie.
4: (laughs) So what was the question as I was going through technical difficulties? <laughs> Mahe, you need to sit next to me. <laughs> yeah, we.
0: Yeah, Chiefs were yeah. chief the only malfunctioning yeah. thing today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah technology. So say, you're talking say, about the say, so nice. Yeah. Go ahead, Herbie. Yeah, and you're right because you know
4: Orlando Brown had issues. There was one play Joe Tooney got beat on the inside. Trey Smith got beat a couple of times you know, penalized for a holding. And then even Mike Remmers uh, with the legal hands to the face penalty. That You know, that that seventeen back. The only player who didn't get penalized from, my, from our vantage point and also uh, didn't do a lot of sacks, Creed Humphrey. <laughs> you know, that, that rookie center is a stud, but you're right. You know, this offensive line, good God, man, they, they had their, their issues today. And, you know, Sam brought the banged up secondary. You know, the entire Titans defense is also banged up. So it's, it's just inexplicable. I, I don't know how to explain what happened today. It, it's just, I'm just stunned that it did happen like this. I mean, I, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to win, but I also didn't think they would lose like this. All right. like this.
0: Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com/slash/SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Well, Melly, is this new, is, is this is this a new reality for the Chiefs now?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think that Patrick Mahomes of, of, in part, because shout out to Chiefs PR for bringing out Nick Bolton and Byron Pringle to explain this mess. Um, but I thought Patrick Mahomes,
3: he's, he's it. Yeah,
2: um I thought Mahomes came the closest, um, it, it, you know, just to giving an explanation about you know just sort of uh, the level of distress or shock that's in that locker room, and his his answer was basically. Um, you know, yeah, There's shock, everything that they want, they can still go get, but it's still early in the season. And my thing is like, he's right. Everything that they want, they can still go get. He's wrong. It's not early in the season. You know, like their next game is going to be in November and Frank Clark has one fewer sack or one fewer tackle than Marcus Kemp and he has the same amount of sacks as everybody on this call. And it's this isn't just a Frank Clark problem. The offensive line like you guys said was terrible. Um they've had balls hit receivers and go for interceptions. They've had uh their their unicorn quarterback making just some horrendous, terrible, you know, backup quarterback mistakes. The defense can't tackle, they're getting no pass rush, they they, they can't cover. I mean, it's just it's a mess all over. And I guess what I was struck with today, as much as anything, is how big the gap is now between how the Chiefs see themselves and what they've shown themselves to be. You know what I mean? That that is a big gap. I still think that this group thinks that they're the swaggering, you know, two-time AFC champions, and they're not. I mean, they they've just gotten pants two out of three weeks now, and um, I mean, they've just got some. I'm not here to say like. Coaches need to be fired, or any of that stuff. But if this doesn't change, coaches are going to be fired. You know, and and you know that's that's the kind of situation that that we're headed for, unless they turn this around pretty quick.
0: Well, to what extent can coaching change this? Because I, I thought this was an ill prepared team today. I don't I don't remember the last time I thought that that um, uh, that they they didn't have a good offensive game plan. That you know they. they did a good job, good enough job on Derrick Henry, but Ryan Tannehill completes his first eleven um, when they when they seem to get a stop. Jarius Sneed with the with the defensive pass interference, and uh, Fenton got one as well, as, as I recall. And um, the, uh, for this for the second straight week, a, a screen pass on third and long goes for you know goes for a first down. You know, just all kinds, all kinds of problems, and. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I look on the sidelines or, or after after they make a tackle on a, on a on, you know getting Henry down for you know a three or four yard gain on first down. There's you know a lot of chest thumping and um, just feeling good about the play. And next play is you know, Tannehill completing another pass for first down. And they're, I, I'm I don't deny a team the swagger, and, and and some teams need that. I guess what confuses me is the same players, pretty much the same players are that um you know, that went to the super bowl a year ago are the ones that just look god awful today and i'm having a hard time you know rationalizing that how how it, how that can be uh and, and 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 i go back to coaching did was there you know have there not have there not been enough adjustments was there not enough um you know did, did they think that you know what we ran with in, in 20 you know in 2020 would be good enough to to get it done in 2021. I think the top of the AFC is proving that um, you know that it's not good enough. It's nowhere near good enough. Um, I can't explain the turnovers. I can't explain how you know how ridiculous this defense has played. Although, listen, I thought at times the defense did play okay today. The Willie Gay interception was good. Um, they'll, they'll this defense. <laughs> You hold a team to 27 points, probably should win when you have a team like uh, you know with the with the offense like the Chiefs. But this is this was a nothing went right game for them. And look, I think they you know I think they get it back a little bit next week against the Giants. But will that be a little bit of fool's gold? I don't know. I'm just rambling on. I it's it's just hard for me to understand what's going on with this team. And and I and Melly, I agree with you. I insufficient answers. From from Andy Reid today, who sounded you know t- to me too upbeat about the way things went, and 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 certainly not um, n- not enough explanation on why things are going the way they are.
2: I I wondered in that post game because I, 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 I thought the same thing because he he led with essentially led with we're really close. and yeah. was hitting a lot of positives, and to me that was some old Bill Snyder. You know, when they get blown out, he talks about the positives and, you know, because Andy, when when they're doing really well, he talks about, well, we've got some things that we need to fix and we know that and all that. I just I wonder how much of that was completely manufactured um, and intentional messaging from, you know, Andy and or a meeting that he may have had with, you know, Ted Cruz or whoever else in in Chiefs PR about like, look, people are (laughs) people are heated. Uh, give them something positive, or I—I I, I don't know, but they are just—it wasn't credible. You're not close. <laughs> you know, that—that like that was not close. And the last time you played a, a a credible team, which certainly wasn't last week, but the week before with the Bills, that one wasn't close either. I was right, of, Go uh, ahead, Sam.
3: By, Well, Go he, ahead. he said something that um, uh, was really interesting in that opening statement. That um, I'm trying to find the exact quote. Um, He said, I'm seeing things that I haven't seen before. And so first question out of the gate, I just asked him to elaborate on that to sort of decipher. Do you mean the defenses are giving you stuff you haven't seen or just from your own team? And um, I just said, what do you what do you mean by that? And he gave another sort of confusing answer and said, "It's, it's with the guys, just different guys, guys that I've seen perform and not do certain things that were right there to do the right thing and make something happen. And it's bouncing the other way. And he's basically saying um, to me, my interpretation of that is some guys have been positioned to make certain plays that they're just not making um, for whatever reason. And he later said something that indicated that these are their core players, that these are guys that they've counted on for a long time now who are suddenly not making plays that that not just he's accustomed to seeing that he's accustomed to seeing them consistently make to the point to where he says he's now seeing things that he he's never seen before with them I wonder if that was about the quarterback. I don't know I'm, cu- I'm kind of curious I'm kind of curious your guys interpretation of that too because it was a it was a weird quote with not a not of a, uh, not a worthwhile
2: explanation I didn't think. I heard the quarterback when when he was saying that that's what I heard um and maybe that's because that's what I think I see too is a guy that has obviously performed and he's doing things that we're not accustomed to seeing. And and maybe, you know, Tyreek Hill's had some drops and whatever else. I mean, there's some other yeah. guys, but um, that's Chris Jones um, could be in that group. Um, I don't know. That, that's what I heard.
3: Yeah, because I asked him later about the quarterback specifically, and he deflected that question and said, um well you're just you're starting to make things happen but we're all part of this i've got to dial up better things and we'll go from there and that was his answer about how mahomes played today and you know take the first piece of it because that's the only thing that's actually about mahomes and the question that's about mahomes which is trying to make things happen and i think that's what we've talked about already on this call is, is we've seen a guy trying to make too much happen you
1: know the one thing i was kind of struck by and it goes back to whichever one you guys said that about like Bill Snyder trying to you know sort of tell the team they're close. The wording struck me as the sort of thing you try to tell when you're you're trying to build a team up from being in the depths. Like, you know, yeah, we're getting close. Not it 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 just struck me as a bit of a disconnect also between what what we're plainly looking at here um and I I think I don't know. I don't know what it's like in those minutes when Andy first gets in the locker room, but but we've certainly noticed a trend lately where it's taken longer and longer for him to come into the post game media session. And today, I feel like it probably was to calm down. I, I feel like there's at least I hope this is true that there's a much more blunt and meaningful message in that locker room than what what they're giving us and by extension to the fans.
4: And if- a fantastic point, Vi, because this is the, the absence of the locker room. We are not able to properly engage how the team is feeling right now. You know, when you – Melly points out, the chief PR for goodness, Nick Bolton and Byron Pringle, they're the, not the voice of the locker room. You know, we got to get in there and see how everybody's feeling, and we're not able to tell how this team is reacting to these losses because that, that's controlled, so to speak. And, you know, that, that's a good point, Vi.
3: I remember last time we were in Tennessee to, to that point, um, that Melly had said, you know, we always kind of decipher what we're going to write. And Melly had said, I'm just going to write the room. And like those days are gone. But in Tennessee last time, we walk into the room and Damien Williams is literally crying, sitting at his locker, just staring straight forward. And it was like, oh, what, a, first of all, what a good day to just say, I'm just going to write the room. Um, but that's the sort of emotion that is gone that you'd like to see from you know the, the people who we do speak to, and I, I actually did think Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes raised his hand, but not just in the leadership way. He was pretty specific, more than he has been about certain things that he's done wrong. But we didn't hear a lot of that from Andy today.
0: The last thing Andy said was, "I trust uh, the locker room. I trust the players. I trust the coaches." That was right, but right before he said that, he said. And, as you guys were saying, we're just like a fingertip away on a few things. a fingertip away. I'm thinking, no, no, you're not
2: fingertips aren't that big, man. <laughs> oh,
0: come on um yeah- a very good point, you guys uh it would be great to 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 go to that locker room and to talk to uh talk to the players after the game we all we all miss that opportunity and you can tell a lot about it about a team how it feels uh what it's feeling um and what the mood is by being there that is not available to us listen you said uh, they did bring Bolton and Pringle to the post-game podium and the reason they did that was because Pringle had a really nice catch on fourth down probably had an overall good game and Nick Bolton had 15 tackles um I I thought he he played hard and and did as good a job of kind of fearless. I thought he played fearless and believe he had the green dot. Didn't he have the green dot today, Herbie, he and Ben Neiman. So.
3: Bone called the play okay.
0: today. So yeah, look, uh, it's, that's good. Um, a, a, a big, uh, kind of a big game for him, but yeah, there's just no, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get what, uh, what what fans want to know, uh, which is where uh, which is where the communication is lost. Um, we're not able to tell the fans what, um, you know, what we'd like to tell them about what we see and hear and what we think about what's going on in the locker room. So, all right, guys, a lot of great comments, uh, here today. Um, uh, let's, uh, let's go to a couple of them before we, before we get out of here. Uh, a lot of people think look, defense outplayed the offense today. I guess that's true. I mean, uh, Again, I'll go back to say I thought the the offense was bad the entire game. Maybe for the first time, in the Patrick Mahomes era, uh, defense did play okay in the second half. I never at any point thought the Chiefs were going to get back in the game, and when it was when it was twenty-seven to three, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to get back in the game. So,
1: and Blair, just to add to that, when when you give up a seventy-five yard drive and a ninety-seven yard drive on the first two drives of the game, I I, I don't. That sets the tone for the game. The dynamics are in place for the game there. I mean, defense had some better moments, but you, you, you can't do that. I mean, it, it, it's, that's where the game was
3: lost, right away. Even even to get even more specific and in the weeds on that, Blair, you mentioned it, but that third and nine screen pass that goes for 10 yards, like that is the exact type of play that caused Tyron Matthews' eruption last week in Washington. Those are the plays that can't happen, especially when you know, you're on four. You know, you've got less room to operate. You're, you're, you're more nervous. I mean, your play playbook shrinks there. So, um, you know, Vahe says the drive set the tone for the game, and I agree. But that play specifically, I think, set the tone for that drive, which in turn, you know, changes the game.
0: The other thing that confuses me – look, everything confuses me, but uh, specifically to the Chiefs, um, the, the inability to go long – we understand that – Defenses are playing too deep, safeties, and but but where's the underneath stuff? With are you know are, are they being defended so well in both cases that there is just not opportunity to to take what's uh, you know what, what's available? Is is this part of the Patrick Mahomes an offensive issue?
3: Yeah, you know I, I think it is there, and that's what Patrick Mahomes was, was kind of saying today is that when he goes back and looks on the tablet, he sees the guys are open and he's not throwing to them. I, I thought that the Chiefs didn't run very much long stuff today. Um, you know, Tennessee is one of the best uh, press box views that we have. And I just didn't see a lot of routes that, you know, the Chiefs were running deep. I thought they ran a lot of short stuff today. And I, I just think the quarterback got impatient with that. I, I don't think he's a guy that likes to throw short all the time. But you mentioned it with the way teams, teams are defending them. You know, Mahomes also said that Tennessee did not show him anything today that, the, that they did not play against the Bills last week. So this is the defense they expected. It's not about some some sort of surprise scheme that they had to adjust to. These were the plays that they had specifically designed to face these guys. And
2: what's even a half a level or maybe two levels more concerning than that is like if this is the defense that they expected to see today with personnel that's inferior to what they will see most of the rest of the season. And I'm thinking specifically about the secondary. Um, Those guys are just beat up. You know, I mean, this was not Tennessee's best secondary. You know, they, they've just been ravaged with injuries back there, and I, I just that that part of it is shocking. Like I, I wasn't going to be shocked if the Chiefs lost this game, but I, I thought they'd score a ton of points either way, and and the inability to do that is uh, really troubling.
0: And getting there with a four man rush too often, you know, not not needing to bring extras to to get pressure on Mahomes, that's distressing and. They, listen, that just circles back to the, the the game that the offensive line played. We've already covered that ground. So, all right, going to be an interesting week for the Chiefs. Um, they've got uh, they've got a lot of splaining to do this week. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we get those explanations uh, a, a week a day later because uh, uh, because they play on Monday night against the New York Giants. We won't hear. We'll hear from Andy Reid tomorrow, but we'll, we'll not hear from the Chiefs this week starting until Thursday. I believe that's, uh, that's how it works. So Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, instead of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, but we'll be coming at you Friday morning at our usual time, nine 30 in the morning. I hope you will join us then. I hope Sam Bahe, Sam and Herbie will join us then as well. Um, I know Beth Welsh will be there, a producer. So listen, thanks everybody for your questions and comments. A lot of good stuff here today. And, uh, uh, read all about uh, this game in the Kansas City Star, KansasCity.com. Best coverage in Kansas City. Until Friday morning, thank you, and uh, we'll see you later. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Beat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Herbie Teopi, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian for talking Chiefs. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not already getting this, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, you go to the Stars E edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the e-edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that, and you can access about 20 to 50, maybe sometimes 60 pages of sports. Maybe you get a link in your email. That's how I get it. It's there by about 6 in the morning every day. Either way, it's access to complete coverage of the previous day's sports news, features, statistics, everything. It's fantastic. You'll get all the NFL scores, game stories. You get all the baseball playoff stuff, all the college football stuff. It's great. All right, thanks for reading um, and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we could not produce programs like Sports BKC without you. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.